Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman joining you on a Monday morning. We are so pleased to be with you here on a Monday I want to thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever you get podcasts. We appreciate all our listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there who are taking care of us. We thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Strange Brew Coffeehouse is now the sponsor of Six Packs Peak Message Board. I don't know if you saw that or yeah, not. Yeah, I did. I did. That so was they, a smart investment because it's a great message board, a great coffee company. It just I it, mean, ma- it matches. It, it, it makes sense. I was told that Stephen Gustinelli, his, his payment is all in Danish. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned that yet or not, but yeah, he's 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 loaded up on pastry, which I can believe. Which I'm gonna have to go to his house because those pastries are really really good. Uh, need to need to check them out this Valentine's Day. Maybe get your uh, significant other and a lovely ice cream cake from uh, St- Churning Spoon Ice Cream. That'll make everybody happy. Or if you got a bulldog fan in your life, you want to get her that uh, that new hoodie she's been asking for, T-shirt, whatever. Whatever your sweetheart wants that's in maroon and white, our friends at College Corner will take care of you. You can shop online at collegecornerstore.com and get it shipped to your address. Or if you live in the Capital City area and you want to swing by one of their two locations in Ridgeland or Flowood, they will be happy to help you out with their biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise at College Corner. We're a little bit of a time crunch today. Joel's got to make it to church, so we're going to get right into it. Before we do, though, Joel, we got some new analytics. Okay. They allow us to list all of our listeners by name. We're going to thank them all right now. All right. So here starting go. here with Aaron Aronson. Aaron Anderson. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> For real, though, we appreciate every single one of the, of the thousands and thousands millions. of listeners of Thunder Lightning. Millions. 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 We're worldwide. We've actually got it. We can actually say this. Are you ready? Yeah. We want to thank the millions and millions of our listeners on Thunder and Lightning. And if any of you have not yet went to give us a five-star review, review, what are you waiting on? Go give us a five-star review. New year, new review. If you're ticked off at the coaching search, whatever, you can murder us. You can tell us we don't know what we're talking about. We really don't care what you say about us. As long as five stars. stars. That's all All we care. Here's what we know about the coaching search. We don't know anything about it. (laughs) I will say this. We saw the list that Paul Jones put up uh, of the guys who were – who were interviewed? Not the I don't think state's coaches on that list. Gene Chizik, Steve Sarkeesian, Troy Calhoun, Jeff Munkin. If it's one of those four, I would I would lean Calhoun. Okay, you, you, just, I was going to lean somewhere else. You, well, you I, tell me why you like Calhoun. I, I just like his previous NFL background. I think he's versatile. Yeah, I mean he doesn't have to run the triple option. I mean he's run the spread before. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I just I like him better than than the others. I don't like. Chiswick at all because no, that's you the take one you, you take want. you take Cam Newton away from from Chiswick and his I mean he hadn't won apart from having Cam Newton and and I think we said on this program before you and I could be a coach with Cam Newton and I bet we could have at least a winning season uh, probably a lot more than that Cam Newton's that big of a difference maker I, I don't like Chiswick plus he's been out of the game uh, just I'm not a Chiswick I don't think that's a good move um, let's say who else was it Sarkeesian I just nah. You know, it does nothing for me. You may feel differently. Um, 
I, I'm not a... I, I'm not too big on Munkin because he is pretty much just a triple option guy, right? Yeah, but he and, is... The rumor is that he would be the one... He would be willing to make some some adaptations. Maybe even bring his brother in as may, an maybe, coordinator. Maybe. Uh, but the other... You know, Calhoun has actually done other stuff. Yes, he has. And, and so I, that's just the one that I like the best. Sarkeesian's of the one that intrigues me out of that really? list. Really? And I'll tell you why. First off, the idea of Sarkeesian versus Kiffin is, is intriguing. That is interesting. There's something to that, right? There's a little, there's a little sizzle to that. Um, but, I mean, he's talking about a guy who's been successful. He, he took over for Washington when they were way down after Ty Willingham. He sort of laid the foundation there for Chris Peterson. And then his personal demons got the better of him, but he seems to have beaten those. Uh, you know, there's been so much talk about second chances this week in this state. I think his second chance is probably a little bit better suited for second chances than some other people's second chances. <laughs> Not speaking anybody specific. Uh, but the, that said, I don't think State's future coach is in that list. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I, I know that John Cohen, the, 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 everything says he's planning to uh, to interview Joe Judge. You know, his season obviously came to a, an abrupt end. The, the Patriots dynasty is over. Hot take it. How about Ryan Tannehill, the former Dolphin, getting yeah. some revenge there you on go. Tom Brady? You, see, you, you channeled your inner Vince right there. I'll tell you what, man. The last two weeks for yeah. me have been great. You yeah. had the Dolphins beating the Pats to, to you know cancel out any hope of them getting the bye week. In the in the playoffs, so they have to play and have to play against Tennessee, and then Ryan Tannehill, a former guy, a, a former Dolphin that I actually I always kind of like Tannehill, um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm rooting for Tannehill, kind of rooting for Tennessee through these playoffs, um, and he gets the job done. They they beat the Pats, so yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where was I? Joe Judge. Yeah, so I think that that interview is going to happen. Uh, I would imagine a few more will happen, and then we come to Billy Napier. Now. We talked about Billy Napier on our Saturday podcast. We'll talk about him again. On Friday night, Friday evening, you had tweets going out that he was no longer a candidate. He was not interested. But those tweets were just coming from people. You know, Ross Dellinger, Brett McMurphy. On Sunday at a press conference, Billy Napier says, I am not a candidate for the job. Humbled to be considered. It's a result of all the success we've had. Not, not, not a candidate. And immediately, my mentions filled up with people like, well, he's just saying that because he's already taken the job. <laughs> so, here's what I'll say. You could be right. Yep. But since the whole, I, let me say it again, I'm not going to be the coach at Alabama thing that Nick Saban pulled, has a coach done that? Has a coach gotten up there and said, straight up, I'm not taking the... Look, Mullen was... I don't think Mullen was ever asked, are you taking the Florida job? Yeah. Well, okay. I, I mean, granted, I think everybody thought he was going to Tennessee. Going to Tennessee. But regardless... You know, they were. They might have asked, "Are you taking other jobs?" The man specifically said Mississippi State. Have you? Do you can you remember a situation like that? I don't. I don't. But I mean, if he's playing the semantics game here, you know, if he's if he's you know playing with words, if you if you've already agreed in principle or something, you're you're not a candidate. You're the guy. (laughs) So I mean, there's that. Bottom line here is this. I don't trust that Billy Napier's not the guy until he's not the guy. Until then, I think he's still in the running. Um, I mean, I, I guess if after the bowl game on Monday night, after the, what is it, the Lending Tree Lending Tree Bowl, Lending Tree Bowl yes. Yes. Uh, after that thing's said and done, if he's asked again, and he still says, ain't going to Mississippi State, guys, I believe it then. I mean, I, I've... He is, and I've talked to a couple uh, of folks that are kind of close to that program, and he is dead set on 
being pretty locked in for this bowl game. So if you want to limit distraction, then, you know, say that. I mean, maybe in his mind, I'm, I'm not a candidate until the final buzzer on Monday night. Right. Maybe that's how he sees it, um, which is admirable. I got nothing against that right. if that's the way he wants to do it. Now, people will probably, if he takes the job, the people in Louisiana that love him will probably, well, but, but you said, and yeah. it'd be one of those situations. But it's, it's coaching. It's a business. I do not trust that Billy Napier is not still a top target for Mississippi State. I don't care what the man said on Sunday. I can't help but agree with you a good bit. But I will say this, and I've talked to some other people outside the MSU circle who have talked to Billy Napier, or at least talked to his people, and they're all saying the same thing. He's not a candidate. Yeah. He's not interested. He doesn't want to come here. And and I want to stress that what I said, I'm not saying that he is coming here. Right, right, right. Either. I'm just saying. We're not saying anything. We're just saying. (laughs) So, I would still say, you know, we got to let the bowl game play out. And once that, if by Tuesday morning, Billy Napier is not on a plane to Starkville, he's not coming to Starkville. That seems fair, right? That seems fair. Can I ask you this? Yeah. Why, why is Billy Napier such a hot name? Like, I'm not saying that he doesn't, isn't a good coach. I'm not saying he doesn't have a pretty good resume. But when you just take away the names and, like, if he was Coach A and, like, someone else was, I don't, I don't know. Who, no, it's the resume. It's not the name. It's the resume. Coach with Saban. Coach with Dabo. Took over a Louisiana program that was struggling and has them winning on the verge of winning eleven games this year. Uh, has strong ties here in the South. Known as a plus recruiter. Great. Re- this guy has a great resume. The only like his resume and Joe Judge's resume aren't that different, right? They've both been with Saban. They both have ties to the South. The difference is both, that one has been a head coach for two, but he's only been a head coach for two years and a coordinator before. That's that. true. He was a coordinator. He was offensive coordinator at Arizona State, yeah. and then he became a head coach. Joe Judge has never been a coordinator. Yeah. And again, with Joe Judge, I, mean, we, I think I don't know if we said it on this show or not, but if Joe Judge had gone to any other school in the country, he would not even be a candidate for this job. Yeah, I think we said that at the basketball games we were sitting right. next to each other the right. other day. <laughs> he would not be a candidate for this job. It's the, it's, it's the Jamar it's, Chaney thing that we talked about exactly, back a couple weeks exactly ago whenever correct. whenever rumors were – well, I say rumors. Whenever people were you know stumping that Jamar Chaney should replace Chris Marv, right. we said, you know, had he went to school at Idaho Anywhere else in the country. Yeah. Anywhere, even Ole Miss, anywhere else in the country. Yeah, but the fact that he's a bulldog, there's a there's a push to bring him over. And and Judge's resume is very interesting to me because there's it seems like he is about to become. A, I mean, he's getting NFL head coaching offers. Yeah, all right. That tells you that the guy that people think he can coach. His the question with him would be this: he would have to put together a tremendous staff. And there's a lot of rumors that he has, he's already reached out to some folks and has already gotten some commitments. Should that should the opportunity arise, one name in particular that might be interested to Bulldog fans is uh, Aaron Feld, the strength coach at Oregon, former Bulldog football player. A lot of talk about him. He is may, maybe going to come in w- with Joe Judge. Another name that I've heard, again, these are just the rumors, is Tulane offensive coordinator Will Hall, son of Mississippi high school football coaching legend Bobby Hall, who is one of the biggest Ole Miss Rebels you'll ever meet in your life. I would, I want to see him when, when he has to tell his dad, I'm going to go coach at Mississippi <laughs> State. That'll be something to see. Um, but, I mean, those are, those are two solid names right there. Um, and he's going to have connections in college from his time at Alabama and then the pros. He could put together a very interesting staff. The, the thing with that is, we talked about MSU and assistant coach pay. It's going to have to come up because to get the guys he's talking about, you're going to have to pay some money. Yeah. I mean, 
Feld alone, you're probably going to have to make one of the highest paid strength coaches in the country to get him to want to leave Oregon, where he's already really highly paid. And you talk about wanting for nothing in terms of facilities. He's probably the kind of guy who just has to ask, and then the, 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 the ground is broken the next day. Yeah. So that's the situation there. I think Napier is he's still in it somehow. But I don't think I just me, just me personally, I don't think he's in it as much as MSU fans want to believe he's in it. I think that something could change, obviously. Nothing is ever done until names are on contracts. Once the ink is dry, then we're talking. So between now and then, who knows what's going to happen. But right now, if 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 he had if John Cohen said, I need a commitment right now, I think you'd get the answer of no. I do. From Billy Napier. And so I don't know, but that, here's the thing with that. Napier's obviously number one. I got no clue who number two is. Is it Todd Grantham? Is it Joe Judge? Is it Chiswick? You know, I don't know who it is. Um, but it's going to be a very interesting, you know, I guess 48 hours for us here. I would imagine by the time we get to Wednesday, uh, we're, we're going to know. Do you think there's a candidate out there that we haven't even talked about? Yes. Because yes, because I mean, Joe Moorhead was that guy. I, I don't recall, and, and and if if Paul or Steve or somebody reported that Joe Moorhead had interviewed or whatever, more power. I don't remember them reporting. That. I remember seeing Joe Moorhead's name when, when Brett, Brett McMurphy, McMurphy tweeted it. it. Yeah, yeah. So people were questioning Brett McMurphy. Lest we forget, he's the one who broke Joe Moorhead to Mississippi State. You know, I know he missed the belt bowl prediction, but that's because at the eleventh hour, Tennessee decided they wanted to go somewhere else. The prediction was initially correct. You know, extenuating circumstances happen. That guy is as connected as anybody. Um, so that said, going to be interesting. You know, forty-eight hours. We'll see what happens. I think, like I said, if Tuesday morning we're not locked into Billy Napier here, we're we're not saying that he's on in a plane on his way to Starkville. I think it's time to give up the ghost on that one. But we'll see what happens uh, between now and then. Mississippi State basketball. Got off to a uh, 0-1 start, unfortunately, in SEC play. A game that, offensively, State would like to just sort of throw away. Uh, good game from the front court. Double-double from Perry, 21-12. and Double-double from Woodard. Uh, he had 12-12. and uh, Adu, 6 points, 11 boards, and unbelievably 9 block shots. Almost had a double-double without the points, which is incredibly rare. But Weathers- Nick Weatherspoon, 6 of 18 shooting, then Tyson Carter, 1 of 11 from the field, and it's just not enough to beat an Auburn team that was that they're a good team. Yeah. I don't know that they're a great team. I don't look at them and say that's a team that can win a national title, but they're good. They're good, and they, they have good players throughout. They shoot the ball well. They defend. They hustle. I like what Bruce Pearl has got going on there. Eighty to sixty-eight is the final score. I just want to ask the first question: This first off, great crowd, and if yeah, you were in that crowd, give yourself kudos. We'll see if you can come back in, in for the next home game. Auburn's a top ten team. Mm-hmm. You were within single digits most of the game. Yeah, till basically, till basically the, last the end when they two, had they started shooting free throws. Yeah, is were you discouraged by anything you saw? I wasn't. Okay, and that that wasn't a game that that changed my opinion at all. And, and you may see it differently, but I mean, I, I think you boiled it down. A little, I mean, State had some. There, there were a few key moments of that game. State busts out to the I believe eighteen to nine lead, and then just went ice cold. Couldn't make a bucket for anything. And when you had a chance to run them out of the gym, you didn't do it. Yeah. And, and Auburn got back in the game, of course, took the lead, led it, led it halftime and things. And then State gets back in the game within two points, I believe, mm-hmm. and Purefoy just goes off. Yeah. I mean, guy just got hot. Yeah. Um, and that was the difference in the game, really. Uh, the, 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 to me, those two moments, one in the first half, State couldn't put it away. And then in the second half, when it looked like they may get over the hump, 
Auburn had a guy that made plays. Yeah. And and other than that, I mean, I, look, it was an ugly basketball game at times. It kind of resembled NBA Street or NFL Blitz or whatever you want to, you know. They, they, they yeah. were out there, no blood, no foul for a little while. Um, so it wasn't always the most beautiful basketball. But State hung in there with one of the nation's top teams. Team yeah. played in the Final Four last year. A team that I know you said that you don't think they'll win the national championship, and I don't either. But if at the end of the year we look up and somehow they've snuck back into the Final Four, I mean, not totally I'm not surprised. totally shocked. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 it no, to lo, long way of answering no. I, I I think State's still a good basketball team. Um, we'll see where they go from from here. But nothing that I saw on, on Saturday makes me think that you know this train's going off the rails or anything such as that. I think you just have to look at it in these terms. If State has even a below average shooting day, because that, even Saturday's game was not below average. It was awful. It was awful. It, it, yeah. It was. Putrid. Hey, don't don't I don't woo. Don't steal my word. You could woo. I, I don't woo. You're ornery just because the Saints lost, aren't you? You son of. <laughs> I'll come across this counter. Don't you dare. I've seen how you've been eyeing me since you got here. I'm very distraught. Uh, what we're talking about? I'm just I'm just totally you killing the show. You ruined it right there. Uh, no. Uh, if you just have a below average, if you shoot thirty eight percent, you win the game. Yeah, you know Tyson Carter hits a couple of buckets, and Nick Weatherspoon hits a couple extra buckets. You make you know one or two of, of the seven or eight point blank misses that you had, and you win the game. So I think you know, I know it's tough. The the, the two non conference if State had beaten Louisiana Tech, and uh, who's the other one? The uh, one in Jackson. Yeah, New Mexico New State. New Mexico State, yeah. If you had won those two games and then you lose this game, nobody's really sweating anything. Um, my my concern, obviously, is that you had such a good crowd and you lose. Your next two are on the road. Yeah, it, it is another opportunity for the crowd to say, well, I gave you a shot. I gave you a shot. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I just don't know if it's ever going to happen. But, yeah, next two games are on the road at Alabama, who lost. Uh, they blew a big lead, actually, and lost in a, in a double overtime to Florida. And then you're at LSU, who won their opener against Tennessee. Um, you need to find a way to split. You need to get a win. You need to you need to come back home one and two. If you come back one and two, I think everybody's going to be okay. You know, I, I think we said on the uh, the show the other day, ten and eight in the conference is probably going to get you into the tournament. Yeah, you might have even included that Oklahoma game or whatever and said like ten, well, uh, 10, more, 10 wins in the last yeah, nineteen. They, if they whatever. finish with twenty wins, they're going to get they're yeah. going to be okay. That's what I would say to that. But. Yeah, I think that's well. That would take eleven wins actually. Okay, they're, so they're then 9. 10, 10 and eight, ten and eight plus beating Oklahoma, or eleven and seven and losing to Oklahoma. Yeah, which I mean, I know it seems difficult to believe. Oh, how they lose to Louisiana Tech and they lose. To, yeah, I know. I know it. I get that it's difficult, but the, the team can still beat the Texas A and M's, the South Carolinas, the Vanderbilts in this conference. Yeah, you know, nobody in this conference is unbeatable. Auburn's probably the best team. Kentucky's probably right after them. Neither one of those are completely unbeatable. You catch them on the right day, you're going to be. I mean, state, state, state did enough to win yesterday. They just didn't shoot the ball well enough. One stat. Normally, normally you look at the stat sheet and like two or three things jump out at you. It was just shooting percentage. You make more shots, you win the game, and that seems sort of, you know, obviously common sense. But in a game where you know the rebounding was fine, you didn't turn the ball over a whole ton. You know, you shot the ball really well at the free throw line. Had a chance. That's how they really got back into the game. They were being aggressive and getting through the free throw line. They got Auburn in the double bonus with 12 minutes to go in the second half. 
but they just ran out of opportunities and just couldn't make enough shots. Tyson Carter's not going to go one for eleven every game. Yeah, I think, I mean, and when he does, State's going to struggle. Yeah, uh, I mean, it just—that's a guarantee. If Tyson Carter's one out of eleven and State wins, that happened a few weeks ago, right? That happened. Uh, yeah, I can't remember which game it was, but he had a bad, bad shooting night. And yeah, State and, won a game. And, and but Perry and Woodard had big games, and and instead of do, you know, State's front court is playing really, really well. They just need more from the back court. They just need a little more. I mean, Nick Weatherspoon. Had four turnovers before the first timeout, and that can't happen. Yeah, you know, and then from there he, he calmed down, but he came out, and, and I think that's sort of to be expected. His first game back, you know, first and, and, at the hump since so I guess he was there for the yeah. But, but I, I mean, mean, how many people were at that game? Yeah. It is definitely different. So uh, Wednesday night in Tuscaloosa, Joel and I will not be there. <laughs> You'll have to give give your business to Logan Lowry on that night for uh, for updates, uh, as Joel and I will be uh, in South Haven. At AEW Dynamite, we, we and we're not we're not ashamed of it. All right, one last thing to do before we get out of here, and uh, let's talk about Kylan Hill, who uh, set the Twitter world afire on Sunday. Do you have the, the actual tweet up there, uh, Joel? I, I can get it pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, we, we need to well, let's let's quote the man here. <clears throat> at H underscore Kylan said at 1.13 p.m. on Sunday, after talks with my family. We have came up with a final decision. We have came up with a final decision. Okay, that's all it is? Well, there's some emojis. Um, well, there's like about. a praying hand emoji, and okay. there's like a... I think it's fair for us to speculate. and we've, We're not speculating. We have heard over the past couple weeks since he made this decision that there had been some talk that he might return to Mississippi State. Is it fair to guess that we will not know Colin Hill's decision until we know Mississippi State's decision? I cannot... I mean, if he wants to make a uh, decision with all the information, you got to wait to see who the coach is, right? Right, you do. I, I can't. I can't imagine that you actually have come to a decision until you see who the coach is going to be. Right. I mean, he may be somebody. Maybe, maybe he's rooting for the triple option to come into Mississippi State. Well, I, I was just thinking, like you know, I don't think State's going to go air raid, but if they were, <laughs> that might be something where Kylan Hill goes. You know what? Uh, maybe it's time to just go ahead and head out. So, something to watch for sure. I, I, I think. The, the rumors that I've heard, and they are just rumors, uh, has been that his his family wants him to come back to school, that they they want him at Starkville for one more season for for whatever reason. And you know, I'll go out and tell you, I don't agree. I think he should go now. You know, if you have a chance to be drafted, it's time to go. Unless the NFL has been sort of adamant with him that hey, you really need another year. You know, you need to work on this, that, and the other. You got no shot to be drafted. In that case, yeah. But if it's, even if they say, look, you're probably going to go in the fifth or sixth round, just go. Yeah. Go and get that money. Because uh, I don't think – here's the thing. I don't think Kylan Hill can come back next year, rush for 1,800 yards, and put himself in the top ten. I don't yeah. think he can. Yeah. I don't think he's a first-round pick. So, something to watch, though. But, yeah, for, for Kylan Hill, that would be so huge for Mississippi State. We've been talking the past couple weeks, like, where is the offense going to come from? Now, if you're telling me I've got Schrader and Kylan Hill, now I've got something I feel like I can work with. Yeah. You know, and you feel like you can – you know what it really does for you? It might allow you the opportunity to do what we were talking about and move Dylan Johnson to a receiver. Because, honestly, that's what he needs to do. They need receivers. If you can tell me Kylan Hill's going to be back next year and I can have Hill, Walker, Witherspoon, and Marks, Dylan Johnson needs to be on the field, find some place for him at receiver. Of course, we've got to see what, this, what the new offense is going to be anyway. Yeah, no telling. Dylan Johnson could be a triple option fullback by the time we get to it. <laughs> Uh, Let me tell you something right now. If they line up on the wishbone, go triple option. 
I don't know how it's going to work out, but I know Brian Haydad will be a happy camper. <laughs> there we go. 22 plays, 78 yards. Let's go. Oh, me. Hey, here's some uh, here's some football news that is not really Mississippi State related, but is tied to the greatest player in Mississippi State history. If you come over, I swear, if you say anything about the, the Saints, if this is a Saints this is not a. It's an NFL thing, but it's not a Saints I, I'm, thing. I'm coming over there. Uh, the Cowboys have – listen to how this tweet is worded from former uh, – what? I see it. Ian, Ian Are you serious? This the, is what? the Cowboys have officially fired Coach Jason Garrett, and Garrett has allowed them to do so, a source confirms. Joel, you are fired from the Thunder and Lightning podcast. I do not allow you to do no, so well, I, guess I like staying. being here. Joel, stay with me. How does that work? What if Joe Moorhead had said, nah, John, I'm good. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a you're, you're fired, Joe. Nah, I'll be here next I'm gonna year. I'll tell my wife. Well, darn. I'm tell my wife. Yeah, how does I'm, that work? I'm going to tell my wife, I'm divorcing you. I do not allow you to divorce me. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> How does that work? The Cowboys are just weird. And I know what this is. This is Jerry Jones loves Jason Garrett. But if you fire somebody, you don't need their permission. If you're the boss man. And it's you, like, you're fired. Okay. Yeah. What does that even mean? I, I would still have loved to have been on, a fly on the wall and John Cohen, you know, hey, hey Joe, you're fired. And then Joe be like, no, no I'm, I'm going to stay. No, don't think so. It's sort of like on office space. Like, you know, I don't think I'm going to come in. You know. <laughs> or better, it was it was like the glitch in the system. Or better yet, like Billy Madison, like yeah. like John Cohen is is, is going to be Chris Farley here, and yeah. uh, you know you're Wait, fired, what? you're fired, Joe, and then Joe's going to say, no, nah, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'll get somebody who can. No, nah, yeah, no, you're not. Right. <laughs> well, everybody the- on the bus, good, great, grand. <laughs> okay, yelling on the bus. I was trying to figure out where you were going with that, and it's just like. Who, who did Chris Farley fire? And then I remember the, we're going with the butch driver thing. Yeah. I got you now. Like, the whole time I was like, I don't think you have the right movie, Joel. I think you're making the wrong reference. But you were, I was wrong. I was wrong. You were right. Don't mess with me in my Billy Madison trivia. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> it's too dang hot for penguins just to be walking around. <laughs> oh. oh, Doyle, I've got a feeling your whole family is going to go down. But right now, i got to study. All right. Tomorrow's show. Will there be a new coach? Who knows? Perhaps perhaps it happens later tonight, and we just go ahead and post this, and then we just come back and do an emergency edition. Will, will, uh, will Kylan Hill decide? Can't tell. We'll find out. <laughs> Has but, there ever been a more intriguing like first week of January? No. No. Because Moorhead was locked in. Yeah. So, no. Well... It's best for business. See you guys. Talk to you guys tomorrow. (laughs) You got it. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.